0: COLD POP! Pop!
1: Well, hello there. What's up to all our sidekicks and henchfolk out there in the Geek Nation? You're currently, right now, this very second, tuning into the Cold Pop podcast live stream, a.k.a. Spoiler Alert, it's the name of the show, episode 763, wherein we will review this past week's books, a couple of them, a smattering, a skosh, a dribblet uh, su- of song. comics, as a, a dri- su- sousal <laughs> of comics, as well as uh, talk about some fun pop c- pop culture topics. Uh, maybe we listen. There's no track, right? I would say we gotta try to keep things on track, but there's there's no track. There's no spoon either, from what I'm told. I'm your host, Johnny Destructo of Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex, located at forty three twenty seven Main Street in Philadelphia, Pa. It's a super rad shop which caters to nerdy and nerd-adjacent individuals of all shapes and sizes, except jerks. Tonight, uh, tonight, joining me tonight, this evening, (laughs) is Brian Lieb and Noel Bartocci. Sup, fellas? Brian! Hey! What did you think of Eternals?
2: I wasn't that into it. And I was very disappointed that I wasn't that into it. Like I was really looking forward to it. Right. And there was a lot of stuff that I thought was cool, but, um, I was a little bored by the end, unfortunately, like by not at, by the time I reached the end, you know what I mean? Like I was bored. And, Mm uh, I thought the whole thing with the deviant that absorbed the powers, I was like, well, that didn't really, that didn't really go much of anywhere. That's a shame. And I yeah. felt that the, uh, well, you guys will not be surprised to learn that I wasn't too happy about the twist with Icarus, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you know, I was looking forward to him being around. But also, uh, I felt like the the overall twist of who was good and who was not was very, felt like a retread of Captain Marvel and was done much more effectively in Captain Marvel. Ooh. You know, with the scrolls. Yeah. I yeah. That that was really cool. And this just felt like kind of the same thing again. Um, mm. So.
1: That did not fair, occur to me when you were when you were telling me that earlier. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I guess I guess a little bit. But yeah.
2: Yeah. You know, it's like the group that you thought was bad in the case of Captain Marvel. I think mostly because we were coming into it from the comics. Yeah. And the scrolls are often bad guys, if not usually bad guys. I'm, I don't remember how much they made you think that in the actual movie, other yeah. than maybe just these shapeshifters are hiding among us, and we're
1: we're conditioned to think that, that shapeshifters bad. are bad, right? Yeah,
2: right. Like they could, it could yeah. be anyone, right? Um, you know, and it turned out that they were not. That they were not the bad guys. They were the ones that were that were being hunted. And a very yeah, similar thing was or, the case in Eternals. Yeah, yeah. spoiler for two yeah. movies.
0: <laughs> uh,
3: In Eternals, though, they didn't it wasn't clear. So I really liked the Are we doing are we spoiling? Sorry, I I dropped out for a second. Yeah, Um, that's okay.
0: Yeah,
3: Uh, the the major turn of one of the characters betraying blah, blah. blah, I really, really enjoyed. Um, But as soon as that happened, the antagonist of the movie. Disappears. Yeah. And then comes back confusingly, like. Mm -hmm. why is the deviant fighting on the same side as the person who is trying to wipe them out by the emergence? Like there was no clear reason why the deviant just like stood next to X character to fight the other eternals. And you're like, if anything, the enemy of my enemy is your friend. So you should all go against this one. But like it was, it was, um, it was if you think about it for more than like a, mi- a five minutes it just becomes kind of confounding but
2: still enjoyed it he also not- come to think of it the celestial being eliminated would be more in line with what the deviant seemed to want all along yeah but, that's what know, i mean like, like why are you fighting goal?
3: yeah why are you fighting these ones who are actually yeah. like, at, at that point in the movie i thought it was going to be like deviants and eternals working together because earth and humanity mm-hmm. are more special but it was yeah. just like, I'm fighting with this guy now, fuckers. And you're like, why? Yeah. I mean, he, he wants to kill you. What's happening?
1: That, um, you know, that I didn't get didn't that track. out of it. I, mean, I need to. I've only watched it the once um, and I might have missed it. But I, I was my takeaway from that is that it was just a free for all. They weren't like teaming up mm. to beat the Eternals. It was the Eternals were trying to beat both of those things to, uh, together. Do you if, know what I mean?
2: If, if that is the case their the deviant motivation was still not really that strongly laid out you know like their plan what was their plan and did it come to fruition or not
3: right. well he didn't yeah. uh, again i like i think it's a good turn so i don't want to spoil it but the deviant in no way attacked mm. newly discovered bad guy yeah he mm. just jumped stood next to him and started fighting everyone else it's I not. See. i'm not saying that there was like a they high-fived each other and have been in league the whole time or they had a quick conversation like let's do this fuck these guys and then we'll fight like it was just appeared for people fighting too now like so it was it was um it yeah it was just a little messy it was messy yeah okay
2: I I also felt their explanation for not having yeah well good yeah yeah Yeah. I'm looking forward (laughs) to the next one Um, I still liked it yeah I'm I'm holding out some hope that that character can return in one of the other. There may or may not be multiple sets of these people around. Are, I don't know. There
3: are. Yeah, yeah. And there's more than just those 10 too.
2: see. That was my so, question. Like, are there multiple sets of those 10 and other ones or is it just it's other ones? Bo- you know,
3: both. So there's multiple sets of those 10, but there's also yeah. multiple sets of a bunch of others. And for each experiment for each Petri dish, mm. the Celestial will pick a specific permutation oh, like of, a set of the, Yeah, that makes yes. sense. Ah. Yeah. yeah. So That's for this needed for that. Yeah. For this Celestial seed, it was these ten. Mm. That's why in the end credits sequence, you met another eternal.
2: Right. Whom mm. I was uh who I was interested and kind of surprised to find them linked to the character that they did, yeah. um, even though in the comics, that is the case. Uh so what what did you guys think about their reasoning for not involving themselves in the fight with Thanos? I didn't I think it made any sense at all. <laughs> you know? I actually I
3: actually think it tracks in regards to their motivations in the movie. Like their motivations are to only ever take orders explicitly from Blah, so that, right? And it was yeah. yeah.
2: That makes sense. That that is the only way that I could see <laughs> Uh, we'll be done momentarily, Mars Comics, who has not yet watched it. So she's got us on mute. We'll try to we'll, do like a chat we'll mes- or something.
3: We'll yeah. message you when we're done. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: So, my feeling about the why they didn't get involved with Thanos was that is a reasonable explanation, right? Like, they only act if a, if a celestial says something. But mm-hmm. their goal, and you would think the celestial might even involve himself, was to increase the amount of sentient life. On not only that planet, but In a larger sense, the universe And Thanos Like, set their Their clock back However Mm -hmm. many thousands of years You would think they would be The first ones to get involved Um In that, you know
1: Well, so How many people actually Knew What Thanos Thanos. was up to, other than the people Explicitly involved in the conflict, so oh, Thanos. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's uh, a good point. Thanos came down to Earth, and people in, who happened to be in on that city block yeah. got involved, or, or yeah. within that city got involved. Um, everybody else, I think, was scattered to the four winds. So it's, you know, and and, true.
2: and the eternal. No one, no like one knew to go to.
1: Things. No one knew to go to Wakanda. Why would they know to go to Wakanda? The right. spaceship left. Yeah. Right? yeah. So. Yeah. They may have been like, hey, where that spaceship? Oh, it's gone.
2: That's a good point. Anyway, let's yeah. go back to dinner.
1: Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that doesn't bother me too much. Um, yeah. You know, uh, like yeah. Tony Stark has a breakdown in uh, Endgame where he's, like, telling Cap, you weren't there. You said we would be there and you weren't there. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You're clearly, like, he's, you know, obviously... Um, delirious right he's in the delirium of some sort because there's no way cap would have known to get on that spaceship with you that oh, you I hitched to ride on meant- the very last second
2: i thought he was talking about in a in a less literal way like the avengers broke up and you told me right. earlier we we would always stick together and protect things
1: yeah yeah but also tony's the one who didn't call him well yeah, well, yeah. he's like oh <laughs> but, uh, i don't know we don't really talk I
3: there's, there's some uh, for that some, was his I'm, cell so, phone by the way this this thing I'm, I was doing yeah, was... I know what his cell phone looks like <laughs> <and> <laughs>
1: <Yeah. my> ass.
0: <laughs>
1: go ahead no.
3: I no I was just going to say about one, I apologize for some reason my computer de- keeps turning it off mm. for no reason mm. whatsoever um, but uh, some of the discourse with a lot of these movies now that we're like almost 30 movies in and umpteen TV shows um I do see some people basing arguments like about plot off of did the characters in the movie see the other twenty five movies? Yeah, right, right. Like, right. So yeah, so right. like we have to like scoot yeah. it in. Like, there does there does there always need to be the argument of like, well, why didn't you call all the other Avengers? Like, just let it go.
1: Yeah, like, relax. No, yeah.
3: I it's, people don't. I don't. You know. I don't call my brother when i need everything like and i always felt like like can't stop
2: yeah in any of these shared universes it i always felt like the explanation is if you can't handle this stuff on your own like the your movie or tv show kind of stuff then you shouldn't be a superhero right like you so you just should not be in that line of work Um, yeah you can't be calling people all the time
3: Everything's not an Avenger-level threat. Also, too, most of these movies don't have scenes where they're like, well, guys, everybody, let's take a step back and let's assess if we should call help. Like, they usually just happen, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: I did like it, however, when in uh, Spider-Man, Far From Home, he was like, listen... I'm, there's so many other superheroes out there Call one of them, your shield for god's sakes yeah. And they kind of listed like why they couldn't do that Yeah. I also like I, I do like that though, I like that conversation of like We can't, listen, he's off world Relax, you yeah, yeah. can't do it um, Just acknowledging that yeah we know yeah. There's like a bunch of other people I Who can do kind of this
2: That must happen all the time, right Like yeah. they're all yeah. involved in their own movies things It's like yeah. yeah I would be perfectly suited to that But I have yeah. to deal with this giant yeah, guy's attacking my part of the city.
3: There's no yeah. centralized human resources in the Marvel universe in regards to which mm-hmm. heroes are taking care of what. Like, hey, who's checked in with Thor? Is he on World? Is he on like it's like there's yeah. no database that like assigns people <laughs> shit? So like the idea that you can't get a hold of, you have no idea where. Like they made a joke about it in Shang Chi. It's just like you have my number, I'll see you later. <laughs> and Carol, Carol leaves and yeah. Bruce is like, I don't know how to get a hold of her. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> I forgot that line.
0: Yeah, like that. like
1: that. Shall like, we yeah. shall we get to the books? Okay. What books? Mars, we are done. Okay. So, um what's what are we gonna talk about? Let's talk about some comic books. Nightwing 2021 annual number one from DC Comics, written by Tom R. I. Diane Tormi. Diane Tormi. Diane Tormi. Dick Grayson and Jason Todd, the first Robins, both long ago stepped out of the shadow of the bat and began walking very dif- different paths on their respective journeys to become who they are today. But now their paths converge and these two brothers unite for one goal. With a Screamer stick, with Escrima a, scr- a, scr- a, scrum- a stick
2: Escrima. The, the, the It's these
3: batons. That's what they're called. With
1: batons and a crowbar combined, Nightwing and Red Hood are ready for anything. Anything except what they have to face next. Ha! Don't miss out on this explosive adventure. Well, joke's on you, Nightwing Annual 2021. Uh, I missed out on this explosive adventure. Uh, I... I'm enjoying the Nightwing series. I think it is just delightful. It's a, it's smashing. I love it. Uh, it is a return to form for Nightwing. This is one of the better Nightwing runs since I think the New 52 began. And uh, highly, highly enjoyable run. Highly recommended for everybody. I didn't read this episode. Uh, Brian, what'd you think? Yeah. Um,
2: I really liked it. Can I point out also that the... Uh Cian Tormy and Daniel HDR are co-credited with pencils. I didn't want huh. to uh, give slight Daniel HDR just uh, Yeah. Which all is you, also his you, last name is HDR. I know all, all you
3: Daniel HDR stands out there. We apologize for the slight <laughs> and we've <laughs> and, to rectified it. Yeah, and to Daniel <laughs> HDR himself <laughs> yeah. he's been he's been a listener since jump uh, yeah. thank you. Yeah. I appreciate
2: it. <laughs> Um, so anyway uh, I loved this I loved this comic this like it was a very well done um, Dick Grayson Jason Todd story which is not what I thought it was going to be I thought it was going to be more antagonistic just because that's usually what Jason Todd is about when he's in a story Um, and they really highlighted the whole like first and second Robin uh, raised by Batman and the difficulties of that and their bond between the two of them Um, and that was great. I, so I am, (laughs) I have not read a single issue of Nightwing, although I have been getting it because it looks so cool and you guys love it so much that I'm like, I got to get to that, but (laughs) but I haven't. So I was worried that this was going to, you know, like have something to do with the plot and it doesn't at all. So I was uh, very happy about that. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it was just, you got, uh, like flashbacks of them as a kid for, as kids for a little bit, the old Nightwing costume. And uh, the two of them together, really excellent kind of relationship and uh, uh, dialogue between the two of them.
3: Yeah, no. I, I want to make I want to make a comparison. This will track. Just go with it. So there's a television show everyone watches called Ted Lasso. Yeah, it's it's, it's wonderful. Um, what makes that show mildly brilliant is how they continuously diffuse conflict like Mm. the show is almost structured how you shouldn't structure a television show like lesser shows will will create conflict they'll they'll drag it out they'll they'll make people inorganically misunderstand each other or something Mm -hmm. like you know just like real sitcom garbage Mm -hmm. where you know a will they won't they and like but Ted Lasso explicitly will set something up and then pay it off and remove conflict and the, 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 you know, the, the narrative of the show is just, you know, a little bit more fluid and realistic. What Tom Taylor has been doing with Nightwing is something very similar. He maintains the positive nature of the character Hmm. and just has him. Remove conflict. Hmm. Like he is just an emotionally mature character and you don't have these forced you know, uh problems with his siblings or with his relationships. It's it's not like it, there's there's a sense of progression in here and the fact that like the mystery itself of did Jason Todd kill these people on television and blah blah blah. I mean, we kinda called it I, I don't know about you, but I kinda called it from a mile away how how Jason Todd looked alike is but it didn't matter because the actual story was about how mm. a dick believed him how immediately he's proud of his brother the 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 it's it was just such a fucking wholesome book this was yeah this was cool. i
1: like I'm that aspect of it me. yeah you should get to it um yeah i also like the a slight change they made to jason todd's yeah. undies yeah they're their box their boxer yeah. briefs instead of uh white yeah. tidy whiteys that is cool still uh still a little too short Why is still it? a little too short
3: yeah, especially for
1: what he's doing. Not have protection
3: on his legs, <laughs> right? Like even yeah. knee pads would be cool,
2: you know. Uh, although I'll tell you, when I when I got to that page, I was like, "Oh, cool!" You know, the the classic DC stuff is in place, um, yeah. even if it doesn't really make much sense, you know, um, <laughs> in a proper
1: analysis. Um, yeah, all all um, reality pushed aside mm-hmm. uh, and silliness i love the original robin costume i i'm a, every yeah. time that shows up i'm like yeah and you know yeah. they've done a a ton of times where they've rejiggered the whole thing so that um uh it's more more modern but there's something about that classic and it's just nostalgia honestly um but there's just something i love about that old elfish sort of um yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. outfit uh but yeah as a grown man Looking at that outfit, I'm like, that—that's—that's oh, that's weird.
3: Yeah, yeah that <laughs> like a weird Drake. thing to dress your sidekick in. He has to. He must be cold.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure he's got some training that handles that. Um, Tim Drake's, I think, is the best. Like, it looks like the Robin costume, but it is something that you might actually wear in oh. that situation. Um, Tim
1: Drake's original outfit, you mean?
2: Yeah. T- sorry. Yeah, Tim Drake's original yeah. outfit. Um, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, like you were saying that it's so cool that, uh, that Dick just believes him because I did not see it coming a mile away. I was like, oh, Jason Todd just accidentally killed these three people he shouldn't have killed. Accidentally on purpose. Well, he he purposefully killed them, but they they weren't who he thought he was or thought they were. And, you know, I had no trouble believing that they were going to put Jason Todd in that situation. Um... And yeah, it was awesome that that Dick Grayson was uh, like, here are the various ways that it could have gone wrong, which is very much a people living in the comics world, how they would react to this yeah, situation. This is like this, what we were talking whole... about with the MCU and not being able to contact each other. Kind of the inverse of that.
3: <laughs> this whole <laughs> this whole um, run has been setting Dick up to be essentially Batman or Bruce and Alfred's um, best—the uh, the best of both of them—and or their their most crowning achievement. Uh, how do you say? Crownest? The crownest of achievement? Crownest achievement they've got. <laughs> yeah, the crowniest of achievements. <laughs> they got it uh, because all the stuff that he. So when Alfred died, he left his entire. Uh, he he signed in his will he gave everything to dick oh right right yeah so um, he's still dead
2: is alfred still dead yeah
3: oh yeah it's it's uh-huh. it sticks it's in yeah uh-huh. uh but he left everything to dick and it's was it was billions of dollars yeah yeah because he worked for bruce for huh. he worked for the wayne foundation and squirreled away his money for yeah 35 years yeah <laughs> uh, but um He has been doing he's been consciously doing the opposite of what Batman would do, but with the same mission statement, you know, Mm -hmm. like the the first volume is called Leaping into the Light. The idea of I'm going to actually open up homes for impoverished. I'm going to do this. I'm going Mm -hmm. to buy this building and feed all these people like he's he's being he's keeping the mission, but doing it in a completely Mm -hmm. above the board in the light kind of way. Probably, Probably more effective in the long run,
2: kind of way. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> infrastructure. <laughs> would actually do that. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's actually
3: he's yeah. actually investing in Bloodhaven. Yeah yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Although i I often remember this one really awesome Batman comic from I don't know the early two thousands. Um, do you guys remember? There's the the clock, the like grandfather clock that he sometimes enters into the cave from, and Bruce Wayne and is on one side, and Batman on the other, and they both got you know kind of leaning with their backs on the clock. And the whole story is like an entire day in Bruce Wayne's life. And you see all of the good stuff that he does as Bruce Wayne and then all of the stuff that he does as Batman. Hmm. And I don't really even remember the story just that it was like a day in the life. But it's always stuck in my memory. That sounds
3: like like something Greg Rucka would have done or did. Yeah, I could see that. Because he was writing it around. Yeah. This is pre-No Man's Land or post-No Man's Land? No, post-No Man's Land. So oh, early, early 2000s. 2000s,
2: yeah. 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 Um, yeah,
3: that sounds that sounds like a Greg Rucka.
2: And when you just mentioned Greg Rucka, that sounded like that was what was on that comic cover, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, like it sounded familiar. Uh, I was I, I was mean, going
3: to take the cheap joke and say, "Oh, you mean Armageddon 2001?" because it's been so long since we mentioned it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Let's chat about that for a while.
1: Yeah, the, <laughs> that, was a great, that was a great that was a great Crossover, you guys. Some of my favorite of crossovers greatest. of all time. Yeah. Yeah. How was it? How was? That's it? where we met. That's where we met. Wave Rider. He was in that. And how was that? Uh, how did they? I love Wave Rider.
3: Right. Not collected, but how did they release it? Was it all annuals? Was it? It
2: was all annual. There were like it was book all ends, annuals. And then it was yeah. the story. Did they come out
3: the every annuals. week or were they monthly? Oh,
2: I, I don't remember. I mean, so there was like a Superman <laughs> for. Oh, yeah. <laughs> indeed. I have a Wave Rider holographic Ooh, card from the old PC card set wait, over there. You guys,
3: real question: Did they yeah. do the triangle numbering? Like it's annual one or annual two? But Ooh. it's part four of Armageddon no. 2001.
2: None of them had. There were no parts. It was. I mean, except for like the bookend one and two issues, they were all. Um, they were all their own thing. Where Wave Rider would make contact with somebody and see their future. Um, And he was trying to find out which one of them became Monarch. Contact. And they even in books with multiple, with multiple uh, or characters with multiple books, like the Superman books had each their own story that did not build on the other stories.
3: Uh, Not for nothing, but that sounds infuriating. Why is that? Because I would feel like I have to read all of these other titles. I'm not reading because it was part of the event that I'm following. However, the storylines only tangentially, if at all, relate to the overthread of.
2: Oh, yeah. It wasn't an event like that. It was in the days where DC would do kind of themed annuals, you know? And fifth like there event. was.
3: Well. It's a yeah, fifth week event, right? Atlantis Attacks is a version of that and one of the onslaughts. No, no.
2: No, I don't think it was like that at all. It It was more like Legends of a Dead Earth or the Elseworlds or whatever, where every book had an annual or every book that had an annual would be part of that theme. You know, so like Legends of the Dead Earth didn't have a cohesive story. They were just all about some far future time well after Earth had passed and a future iteration of that hero. Have so, never heard of Legends of the Dead Earth? Oh, uh, it was cool. Um, I have one that I got from JD's shop uh here in my apartment right now, the Flash one. Um okay. But uh they used to do that. And and they weren't events in the sense of like infinite Crisis or whatever. They weren't tie-ins to an event. It was just at least that's how I saw it. Like, I don't know, still I, I,
3: I get the intention, but still, like when you've got that when you've got that. Title banner, whether yeah. it's a structured as an event or not, it is. It's implied that it is an ongoing effort or an ongoing narrative.
0: Not it's, it's the
3: same st- problem we have now when it comes to like King and Black tie-ins. Like they had nothing to fucking do with King and Black. They're just like it's like the Red Sky shit. Just like oh shit.
1: I was yeah. just getting ready to what say the Red out, yeah. Sky from yeah. Crisis, but I, yeah, this was. I mean, this was just
2: before tie-ins to events really existed and it real like I never thought of them as events it was just I mean it, mm. it was a thing Thanks. but they're all like some of them weren't connected at all to each other they would just like I said they would just be like this is the theme of the annuals this year you know that kind of thing and there was no story reason why you were seeing these stories yes. you know what I mean
3: I, I think I think I would lose patience with it like I do yeah. today when it comes to like Omega and alpha issues, but the actual in between is a bunch of annuals they just did it with infinite destinies or whatever it was like it was i didn't even
1: I didn't read a single issue what of that. I think that's what I, read
3: what I mean. One like the show. they, they but were those all... continued
2: one to the next right or no?
1: not
3: kind of. not really yeah. like yeah, they yeah, each yeah. they each were just standalone stories about one of the people that now possess an infinity stone right right, so they uh, were thematically. Yeah. Connected, but there was no page like issue to issue. Yeah. And it, sorry, sorry, Jay. We should probably talk about the comics we read this week.
2: I don't know. Sorry. I find this to be an interesting discussion on a comics related show. The meeting, um, love in the dark, number
1: five. <laughs> Mars said, Oh, like evolutionary war. I don't know
2: that one. Oh, know, the high evolutionary like from way back yeah. when? Yeah, yeah. I
1: think, that's what I think that's what they're talking about. Uh Kevin says, My thirteen year old self is totally with you. But which one of I, us but which one of which one of them? Yeah, probably. How are you probably
3: um, no. probably uh, yeah. Brian? No one's ever on my side.
1: Hmm. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> the me you love in the dark. Number five from Image Comics written by Scotty Young with art by Jorge Corona. Ro can no longer ignore the connection she feels to her unique housemate or we would Hold on. Ro can no longer ignore the connection she feels to her unique housemate, or the extreme and intense danger that relationship could hold for her. Okay, so guys.
0: yeah,
1: I, have, I read maybe the first two or three issues of The Me You Love in the Dark. I'm, I'm on board. I like it a lot. Um, basically, it's a, it's a spooky haunted house story, but like, there's also a relationship blooming between the, the spooky ghost and the, and the woman who is has uh, taken up residence there in order to work on her art. And um, can Ro, Ro can no longer ignore the connection she feels. Correct me if I'm wrong, but in issue two or three, did they not have sex?
2: Yeah. They. Uh, what, it, what is
1: she ignoring? I didn't. Write you, you guys are already fucking. Yeah.
3: What? I didn't write the solicitation. I don't know. I'm just saying. I, I feel like it's uh, it's yeah that that ship has sailed. Also, yeah,
2: that's that's, that's my that point. Is, that is not what happened in this issue. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, I didn't read this issue. Yeah, um, I called it back in issue
3: two. Uh, yeah. What you wanted to happen, JD, does not happen. Quite the opposite.
1: Oh,
0: yeah.
3: You were all like, "Wouldn't it be a great story if the monster yeah. wasn't malevolent?" Yeah,
2: sure, it would have been. It's not this. Yes. Oh.
3: I so found myself malevolent?
2: immediately like, "Oh, it's like every other story." No, yeah, I thought they were doing something. I know. No, I don't yeah. think
1: it's every other story. I have never seen a story like this where the ghost reaches out and was like, Sup
2: Yeah, true. Now, to be it's- fair, it is one of those deals where it seems as though the ghost does not know that it has done something horrible, and hmm. I think that it's like kind of a like I had no idea that causing extreme pain was bad. You know that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, I don't,
3: I don't like think Hellraiser. I never saw that. No. Uh, no, um, I I don't, it's not, it's not, um, this is a very common, some could argue pedestrian story, Mm. but not in the way that you think, like all he did, all the the, the creators did where they took a very boring scenario that's usually in Hallmark movies about abusive spouses and just made him a ghost monster in a house.
0: Hmm. Oh. But it's
3: literally the same exact plot line of, uh, I was lost. A now lifetime I'm movie. Found. Yeah. I was lost. Now I'm found. This guy's too good to be true. He's everything that I want. He's smothering me a little bit. Oh, I can't leave. Oh, there's violence. I, like, like, it's the oh. same exact to a T
2: thriller. But he does seem like do you agree that like there is that kind of innocence to this go? Like I hesitate to say innocence because he's like killing people, but he's doesn't seem to know that that is a problem. Um whereas like an abusive Oh, thank you, Mars Comics. We're both. Uh, um Whereas, like in those Lifetime movies, like the boyfriend is, is like aware of human interaction, you know I mean, what I mean? I, yeah. yeah,
3: that's like a 10% yeah. tweak, but it doesn't change the actual like plot threads. So. And, and that's even if we're taking him at face value. It's like, oh, dude, yeah. I'm doing what you wanted. I ripped this person in pieces, and now I'm reanimating them because you were upset. I ripped them in pieces. Now oh, so I guess I'm it. the bad guy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, it's it's still, the, <laughs> like, the emotional beats are the same of, like, I smacked you or I, I pushed you down the stairs, but I love you. You know, I didn't know that I was that strong. You made me but do like, this. Yeah, it's still the same gaslighting kind of well, see, I would... bullshit that are in.
2: I would stories. see it as different from that in a the rules of this world, which obviously we don't know fully. But just I mean, like the rules of a supernatural world. I think there is a chance that the ghost actually, like that, it matters that the ghost doesn't have the same perceptions of pain and death as humans do.
3: <sighs> yeah, uh, but yeah. The, but the the net result is still uh, it is possessive and abusive. Uh, a a significant Hmm. other being possessive and abusive, smothering, possessive. And then, the last straw is abusive. And then it's her actions to escape from it if she escapes from it. No spoilers. Do you know what I mean? Like it's the same exact Hmm. beats Uh, the only thing that's mildly different is great art, awesome character Hmm. design. And it's a maybe a ghost, Uh, but like it's still the same like coded Hmm. caricatures.
2: I guess I was keying in more on I forgot you know, the ghost does also physically prevent her from leaving. I was keying in more on the um, killing that dude and being like, "I thought you wanted him to leave. <laughs> What's the problem?" Um, well, yeah. I, yeah, I maybe,
3: but yeah. that scene itself, the way that it escalates, an issue. It's in issue four. Ah, yeah, issue
2: four. Yeah.
3: The the way that that scene escalates though is, um he keeps asking her to get rid of him get rid of him get rid of him he shouldn't be in my house get rid of him get rid of him oh. i'll get rid of him and then he fucking murders him and cuz she was like actively trying to get him to leave too and he's just like i'll take care of this and fucking ripped him in pieces um so it's it wasn't like a oops i killed him it oh, was yeah. uh no, that's not. Great. This is. <laughs> yeah. I did not. I did not like this miniseries. I think it's was really? a waste. Yeah. It was. I think it was a wasted opportunity to tell something different, and yeah. it just ended up being a lifetime movie with ghosts. Is it over? Or interdimensional beings? No. Yeah, it's just five I, issues.
2: Oh, this was the last issue. This is the end. Oh, that is even more disappointing. <laughs> yeah, I. I yeah. I,
3: oh I, this shoot! Is, this is one of those instances where it's almost more. I'm more upset when things are mediocre than I am when things are great or fucking awful. This is yeah. absolutely so many missed opportunities to do something a little bit different. So yeah. it's like masterfully done, but it's so incredibly rote. And I, I don't care.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. What a bummer. Yeah. Um, I was really looking forward to, to reading this too. Oh Finish well. it. Maybe don't you will.
3: You will have a. a, a and if anything, mm-hmm. maybe we've tempered your expectations. Yeah, it's true. still incredibly yeah. well done. It's just I don't care to
1: ever read these stories. I, I think that it's just it sounds like our ideas for where it could have gone, yeah, were better for us than yeah. what actually happened.
2: Yeah,
1: right. I, it
2: happens all the I've time. I felt
1: I was gonna say, yeah. but
3: I, I felt this come in like with issue three. In issue three, when they finally consummated their relationship, yeah, he immediately started turning kind of creepy, douchey. Mm. Yeah. yeah, so I'm like, oh, I mean, the next two is he's gonna he's gonna go too far. It's gonna be a thing. There's probably
1: yeah. uh, I'm like I'm gonna turn her into a ghost. I guess the way Mars says, "Yep, that is very well put." A wasted opportunity.
2: Yeah, did you read all these Mars? Um, yeah, I oh. guess it just it was done so well in the beginning. I thought,
1: oh, that's the one. Yeah, who wrote was it? it? Is it Rucka? Nope, Devin uh, Grayson.
2: Uh also no. It's all Batman writer of that time. It was
1: uh, for those for those not look not watching. If you're listening to the podcast version of this, um, referencing Brian's Batman and Bruce Wayne standing in front of the grandfather clock on the cover of a comic book. It was Batman Gotham Knights number 32 from October of 2002, mm. and the artist was. Or I'm sorry, it was written by Devin Grayson with art by Roger Robinson and John Floyd. I I quite liked this text. Um, this um, oh, what do you call this? It is here. Like the little the little bat the bat helmet in the logo oh. for no good reason. Like the, there's like an <laughs> the oval with the bat cowl in there. It's perfect. Like you don't know it's a Batman book. We're just gonna right. add this extra bat cowl thing. But <laughs> you I don't, like, I, I like, you don't it. like it. You do like it. No, I do, cool. I do, I do. I I'm just saying trade, it's trade 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 dress trade is dress. the word I'm looking yeah, for.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, Mars said eyes. yes. Hmm. Mars says yes, sadly I did read them all. Yeah oh um let's move on to human target number two from dc comics written by tom king with art by mm, greg smallwood christopher chance now has 11 days to solve his own murder with almost no leads it would seem the case of his own death has gone cold but it's about to get a whole lot colder Oh. Enter ICE, former member of Justice League International, arriving at Chance's office with some unexpected information and mysterious intentions. Mm-hmm. This was great. This yeah. was so good. Uh, I actually read one of the books this week. Uh, it's like, what, the first <laughs> book we're talking about? I actually read it. Um, top of the stack, baby. Human, or Hu, Hu, hu- what? Human, Human target. target. There we go. I did it. Human Human Target is the name of it. And uh, uh, top of the stack, uh, this book goes right to the top. Not only is it Tom King, who I think thrives in the mini to maxi series uh, format, but (laughs) this Greg Smallwood Uh, art. Very much in line with one of my favorite illustrators of all time, Darwin Cook. This sort of channels that and, dare I say, even takes it a little bit further um, and is actually maybe a little bit better. Um, but boy, oh boy! Hmm? I, dare I dare. Dare? I dare. dare, I dare, I dare, I dare, I dare. This was great. I don't have, I don't have extensive experience with the JLI. I know that it is a beloved run. Uh, I know that Batman dropped uh, what's his nuts in man. One Punch Guy Gardner, and boha ha! Right, I, I get all the references. But I remember going back. Years ago and being like, oh, here we go. I'm finally going to read this. And I was just like, and maybe it was too much of the time, but it didn't. Really I didn't stick it. with it. It's, it's
3: really of its error because I had trouble. I had trouble reading it, too. I only got like through the first chunk. It's oh, good. It's very. It's adorable and self-referential, but I didn't care. Like, I cared more about the way that they refer to it than I do actually experiencing the stories. Yeah, yeah. Like, I love the era as an era that it existed. Yeah. But do yes. I want to revisit it no like reading oh, an old well. silver age story
2: you know yeah it's just like, oh, this is this is cute <laughs> yeah. i
3: wouldn't continue reading
2: these yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah but, I, but liked... I do
1: like when they reference it
2: yeah, yeah. oh
1: yeah yeah which is I, weird i was yeah. never
2: into it at the time because i was like who are these schmucks <laughs> where's the justice yeah. league you know and it's like a comedy guys? book in the yeah. justice league right and, you know, especially at that time, I was all about like the original heroes, the original makeup of the teams, you know, all that stuff. Uh, but I feel the same way now, you know, like, I mean, starting a long time ago, I'm like, ah, oh, cool. They have fire and ice area in something, or, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah.
1: Yes. Uh, Dan H says this issue was as good as Darkseid eating crudité. Am I saying that right? Crudité. Uh, crudité. Yeah. A Dang, coup I'm
0: not 100
3: percent sure crudite? what that is. A coup is a, a vegetable tray. Am I thinking of a coup d'etat? <laughs> You're thinking of a coup d'etat. <laughs> yeah. uh, which they also occurred in that book.
2: A blow to the head?
3: A coup d'etat? No. Uh a uh, an overthrowing of um Oh yeah. A monarchy.
2: Or yeah. a, oh, a, a coup. It is, a, it is a literally yeah. uh blow a to the d'etat. head. But yeah. was there that in this? Did that happen?
3: Oh, no, we're still we're talking about uh uh, Mr. Miracle now. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs>
3: For
1: anyone who hasn't read Mr. Miracle by Tom King and Mitch Jarrods, do yourself a favor and go read it. It's great. I don't care if you're one of the people who's like, I don't like Jack Kirby's Fourth World. Meh, 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 that's me. I'm I'm the guy going. Meh, meh, meh. It doesn't matter. It's a great story. Um, there so yeah, uh, look, this book though, off to a great start. The first two are top notch, absolutely enjoyable. I like seeing ice. Um, although, okay, so Brian, did you have a lot of experience with JLI?
2: See? Yeah, I know I'm, I didn't read the book as it came out very much, but I've like read a lot of what came after and I feel like I have a lot of experience with the JLI it by feel- this point.
1: This characterization of Ice, I don't know her very well, mm-hmm. but I'd like to. Oh. Uh, um, She feels a little bit like she has been shimmied into this... Femme fatale visits the detective in order to get him to take a case, kind of mm-hmm. we're going to flirt a lot. Right, right. There doesn't seem to be a lot to her that is very like her personality doesn't seem different than that. Uh does does this feel like ice to you, the character?
2: Um it it does, but okay. this is also Ice is not normally like that. It kind of fits here because she is, she is a femme fatale, but her innocence seems to be her, like draw her vulnerability is her draw in this, which is very much like she was a very naive character. Like that was her defining trait was she was like a small town girl in the big city kind of thing. Um, and the pairing of her and Guy Gardner was this like polar opposites kind of deal. Um, mm-hmm. Also, and, I looked it up. It's Crudite, but it is spelled with an S at the end. So there we go. Crudites. It's Crudites.
1: <laughs> credits. Yeah, Billy Crudites.
3: <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, the, um, I think that. Because of the reveal at the end. It, she maintains her normal characterization but with a hint of self or um, uh, she understands her role. Like, yeah, she's
2: more embracing. And I think also aware she's
3: she's self-aware of her persona external, as well as like, she's self-aware of the, the, the persona she has. So she's playing with it. And we know this because of just that Mm -hmm. last page reveal of uh, essentially christopher chance kind of just saying like yeah yeah i know i'm being played this is great
2: yeah <laughs> yeah and this is, is also wonderful. well after like this is well after her time in the jli so it makes mm-hmm. sense that she is a more mature person than she was in uh as a very young person in, in the jli mm-hmm. a young adult
3: and they did the they did the title card sequence again too
2: yeah at the end it was awesome
1: uh, oh yeah that yeah I like that. The, uh, yeah, this, this, um, this art
2: is phenomenal. They really capture, like, oh, this, like, mid-century uh, kind of 70s movie poster kind of uh, mm-hmm. uh, thing. And, and I'm thinking of a variety of movies that I have never seen, like The French Connection or something like that, mm. uh, and what that looks like. The coloring is great. It's oh, like God. washed pastels kind There's, of thing. Very cool. The,
3: it's it's in a weird way. It's almost getting and it's getting annoying talking about Tom King's books because we keep saying the same thing over and over again mm-hmm. that the art is spectacular. That the I mean we do two out uh, of this three. Is
0: prob- this is probably <laughs>
3: the only one that you that you've been enjoying. Uh, actually,
1: yeah, are you up to date other, on Super War, or Supergirl? Super yes, Girl, that's the other one. Like. I'm, into, yeah. that.
2: Oh. I'm very into that. Yeah, good, yeah.
1: good. Yeah, until she until uh, she rips somebody in half.
2: Yeah, I always read, and this one more so than Supergirl, like, I'm reading it with trepidation. <laughs> like, I hope nothing goes wrong. I mean, but, they you can't, know, we'll I,
3: <laughs> uh, uh, you can't, like, there's no, there's no altruistic version of Christopher Chance to besmirch, really. You know? Right, like, right, right, right. I'm more worried about p- the Jedi characters. characters. Yeah, yeah. Ah. But uh, but we've already established that we don't really have emotions uh, towards them other than, like, oh, I get it. ha Yeah cool yeah. like if they turn uh, Guy Gardner into a murderer I'll be like interesting all right I wouldn't have it um, that way <laughs> the, no, I the
1: eyes man I keep going like panel to panel all of the eyes mm. the, fa- the facial expressions and the, the you the, the eyes all have emotion behind it or intent like yeah god Mine's damn the eyes are I so good
2: is hmm? the piece has the yeah. this like very very like uh real human emotion quality to you know or like uh this very it's not realistic but it conveys the essence of these expressions that she is giving yeah. um in in a very powerful way it's very cool um, all the I, stuff I that they do scene. with her cold stuff too is cool you know? oh yeah yeah
1: um, I was going to say, I love this scene where he's like, ah, I can swim. No big deal. I'm going to swim and I'm a man. It's great. And then all of a sudden he's like, cough, cough, cough. Oh shit. I'm, I'm, I might die. <laughs> this, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to make it back. This sucks.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> um, yeah. He's nice subtly, book. slowly dying from a poison. I, the, yeah. His book is near perfect. Right. It, right. It just, it, you, you don't even have to like the story to recognize that the,
2: this book is near perfect. Yeah, I think I want to start getting this book in, a, in its physical form.
3: Uh, yeah, I, art... I, I would like to do that, too. Do you have a shop?
0: Hmm. Well, we
3: yeah, can probably order I it. Can, right?
1: uh, number two is already on back order. Um, uh, really? but I've uh-huh. got number one here for you if you want it. Oh, I do want
2: it. I do want it. And see if you can get that number two <laughs> at some point. But, um, you, know, you know, it also reminds me of Jim Steranko's S.H.I.E.L.D., Nick Fury and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., not no. the pencil quality or anything, but just the the colors, the, colors, the, yeah, the layouts, palette. the and also the especially the ones I think it's a few pages after this where you get kind of a little ice flashback and it's a bunch of text on one side and panels on the other side. Mm-hmm. It just that sort of close up camera thing that uh Storenko did, uh at least in that famous gun in the holster
3: bendison um, Believed Bendis did that a lot too yeah during during their daredevil run like they would recap stuff or or mm. do you know courtroom scenes like this where it was a lot of static instead mm. of like panel layouts to show you motion it was just a lot of almost a diorama of static images and then just mm. like text on the left or the right yeah yeah very effective <laughs> Yeah. There's, there's this this book is just a bevy of influences, modern and classic, but it yeah. still feels mm-hmm. like a present day story. Even we we talked about this last time. I have no idea when the fuck this takes place, and that's okay. Yes, it's whenever. almost like that. Yeah. It's that ever present uh, future version of the '40s, like yeah. uh, like, like Batman the animated, animated series. series. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. it's modern day, but it's not. But it is. But it's yeah. not. Yeah, like, that's this this Halcyon, could be on sort of the '60s '70s. Or uh, 2010. Or today. Yeah, yeah. like, th- it really could be anything, and I, I, I kind of love that.
2: Oh, also, this... this. Uh, I, I also love that, um, the While we're on this page, I want to say, so this this kind of twist of Ice's backstory where at one time yeah, has this more wholesome thing, that is that is in comics. That is, like, part That's of... Real. That was late 90s, I guess, mid to late 90s, that that was revealed... Um, Booster Gold was in his Was in his armor after the Death of Superman thing It was around that time um, So okay. yeah, that was already in there But it works for the kind of story that uh, Tom King often tells
1: mm-hmm.
2: So, yeah Yeah, very mm-hmm. good
1: Alright Top notch all the way Do it Um Alright uh hey listen if you're enjoying what we're doing here today you like hanging out with us and uh you want us to keep doing it please uh like and subscribe on youtube click the bell notification so you know when we go live uh like and follow us on facebook we stream there as well if you go to facebook.com slash cult podcasts and if you want to give us your hard-earned monies you can go to patreon.com slash johnny destructo and help us out there i'm going to be starting a i keep saying this but i'm going to do it a, a sticker tier um right now most people are just sort of like tossing me a dollar or five dollars to help out with the show to help out with the store all that other stuff um i'm gonna start doing stickers Sweet. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of what the next one will do because i already already did laszlo i have yet to send those out but i did laszlo and i might do like I watched Edward Scissorhands today. I don't know. Maybe I'll do that. Anyway. Uh, um other than that, if pizza. you can't do any of that stuff. Hmm?
3: I was I would, like I was gonna suggest anything pizza dog.
1: Oh pizza uh, dog. Pizza yeah. The, just just rock and roll pizza dog. Literally,
2: I but if you don't want to do that, that's fine.
3: Yeah. I don't think I don't think actually I think that people would be like popular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I eat my words. I um, think people would really like that. Thank you.
1: My wife was like how did they find a dog with its eye missing like that it's
2: digital they yeah. found a regular dog yeah. and, and they, they scooped it out, his eye out. Yeah. Yeah.
3: with a rusty spoon
2: yeah they didn't uh, have to do that they, but
3: they did, they did it times, business, <laughs> they did it three times Show business baby they did it three times cuz the first
2: two dogs didn't make it their <laughs> life oh. um, they're just acting was terrible
3: Oh, yeah, I know that. Yeah, they just they suck. They probably should have screen tested them before they ripped their
2: eyes. Before out. the eye thing. But how would they know if it's going to work with the Noah?
3: How eye to light eye. the socket and stuff. It's a hole. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: so um, Noel has written in the thing here instead of a thunder round for some reason.
2: Thunder round. A
1: a, a segment it, called no review slash recap.
3: Uh, it's not a segment so much as just I'm going to talk about this alone nobody or
2: nobody else read avengers number there's no 60 second timer
3: yeah i it's a 96 page book i i kind of wanted more than a minute okay uh considering you're not gonna do the solicit i'll take care of it i guess
1: thought oh, d- Avengers number 50, Marvel Comics, Jason Aaron, Aaron Cooter, Javier Garon, Ed McGuinness, Carlos Pacheco, and Steve McNiven. Throughout this supersized extravaganza, fans will witness the shocking conclusion of World War She-Hulk, finally learn the true purpose of the prehistoric Avengers, uncover the shocking secret of the Iron Inquisitor, watch the Avengers recruit some surprising new members, and... Follow the Ghost Rider on a quest for vengeance across the multiverse that will spark an all-new era in Avengers history. Noel, take it away.
3: This book was weird as shit.
1: Uh,
3: so I I kind of wanted to see your face reactions, but that's fine. This book was weird as shit. Uh, it it was structured like an uh, anthology book. However, it was, they took every single, fuck you. They took every single (laughs) plot thread from the last 50 issues and either wrapped it up, recontextualized it or teased it ongoing. This was absolutely you could pick this up and not have read a goddamn thing in the last 50 issues and been like, oh, because it was all in chapters. It was like it was a bunch of 10 page chapters that addressed something. Um, and some of these plot threads go back to, like, fucking Jason Aaron's run on Wolverine, like, it's this, this, because the orb shows up from original...
1: An original Sin, right? Yeah.
3: Yeah. There is so much craziness that goes through here. Uh, There's a prologue, an epilogue, and nine chapters, and each one kind of works off a plot thread. You've got, like, the the, they listed them all in there. Uh, the, The Vampire Nation, the 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 BC Avengers, the all the stuff with um, Atlantis, She-Hulk's whole reason for being how she is like they he literally just like started knocking down plot threads. And halfway through, you're like, is this the end of his run? <laughs> no, he introduces like two or three more new ones like this is absolutely
2: wild. I, Red like, Hulk has the star brand.
3: Uh, that that other world version of it. He Uh, also introduces or creates, I don't know, like 15 new characters because they're setting up this multiversal Avengers and multiversal Legion of doom. So,
1: Oh, is this going to be uh, Avengers forever?
3: Yeah. It, it leads into some of the Avengers forever stuff. So he, he literally Mm -hmm. creates a bunch of new superheroes just in one splash page that have never been heard of or not, because the, Mm -hmm. the whole conceit is that there's always been some sort of, amalgamation or version of these characters that find each other over eons or like over the last millions of years to in, just
2: kind of... Th- in this world not yeah. like... Oh, okay. I gotcha.
3: This world and others. Like hmm. it, like there's, there's heroes we know of and those that we've never heard of yet. Or, or had never heard of. Like it's... He just keeps... He keeps making his focus bigger and wider and I'm waiting for it to break but it's still like... <laughs> capital C comics, and it still is really fun. Um, in the middle of all of it, you've got this wonderful scene with uh, with Robbie Reyes um, crying, getting the Avengers to just verbally confirm for him that if he dies, they'll take care of his brother.
1: Like, oh,
3: this book is just great. This whole run has been great. Oh. I don't know why people are crazy and bitching um this is big comic books uh, also nice. a bunch of a bunch of the team members kind of retired here some go off and oh. do something else some there and they leave it open with you know let's refresh our roster let's go so they, they you know they, this is a, a Howard's a version of howard stark that made a deal with mephisto and now is the armor of hell mm. is going to be a character going for like this is just fucking weird
2: yeah. He's the armorer he's a, of hell, like he works. Yeah, armoring them. Oh wow, he is.
3: He is the Legion of Red's armor, mm. per, uh, mm. personal armor. So like all the multiversal mephistos, he's like mm. their weaponier. Mm. It, it, it's fucking. This book is fucking weird, and it just gets <laughs> weirder and weirder in in the in the most fun ways. Uh, it does look great. Oh, and um, mm-hmm. Robbie Reyes was yeah. revealed to be a uh, um, a multiversal Avenger. So the Avenger Prime, whoever that is, has been sending Deathlocks across the multiverse to warn various Earth's Avengers teams that some shit's going down. So you've got like these rogue Deathlocks all over the place, and when they find their target, they transport them. And Robbie Reyes is gone. This is so fucking fun. This book
2: is fun as hell. Hang on a second. Who's What's the prime Avenger?
3: The head of the multiversal Avengers. We don't uh, know yet.
2: Oh, all right. Yeah.
3: Interesting. Yeah, like. Boy, oh, boy. He could be. And uh, so this there's a backup story uh, by Stephen. Oh, Kevin. I did read that. This backup story.
2: I figured it was quick enough. Like I was right towards the showtime and I was like, all right, I could I could read that part. The, the yeah, two yeah.
3: worthies. It's it's mm. fine yeah it's fine yeah it's it's like the whole big issue ends and then there's this like five or six page
2: um story about medieval broods by somebody else that i wonder if they just had this story and they're like yeah 750 would be a good place to
3: this this." yeah this absolutely feels like a uh one of those stories that was in a drawer
1: somewhere yeah yeah Yeah. drawer story Yeah. yeah Yeah. Um, uh, Kevin, I can't tell if Kevin is teasing. I'm confused. It was good. <laughs> yeah, he he
2: got it. Yeah. It's good. Oh, yeah. a ghostwriter ghost on, on a shark. A, a
1: Hawaiian
3: ghostwriter who mode of transportation was a, a shark. Like that's is it a mechanical shark here. or a regular shark? Regular shark. Regular ghostwriters oh. don't
2: fuck around. Can they um, do that? Can they like? Has that been shown before that they can? Uh, yeah, like, make Whatever out of they're, anything. W-
3: Whatever their preferred mode of transportation oh, just kind right. of becomes that empowered by
1: Yeah. Oh, actually, um, I I guess remember,
2: even in the old days, there was a horse one.
1: Wow. Well, yeah, Jane I had Foster's done a um, Nice. Oh, I love Jane Foster. Um, oh, sweet. I did an illustration uh, years and years ago. It was like a punk rock Ghost Rider, and he sort of had a mod, you know, black and white suit on, and he wore, mm-hmm. he, you know, he read. Um, he rode a uh, uh, Vespa that was on <laughs> fire.
2: That's cool. Yeah. That's
3: that's canon, yeah. Oh
0: Good.
3: Go that's, that's that's real. I mean, um, it's a multiverse, right? The other the other thing that um uh, I you know like for the last however long he's been on this book three years four years, um, everyone has been bitching hard about She Hulk. Oh uh, God that, damn it! That she's yeah. that she's a uh, more of a Hulk and blah blah blah, and the entire time Jason Ayer has been saying that it's it's for a story reason. This isn't a different version for a reason. Stop, like you're making her manly and uh, just neck beards. Every, be every
1: day that I can't masturbate to a green, roided out gamma woman right. is another day that the terrorists yeah. win. Essentially, um, however,
3: it. it it was like revealed the entire reason why the celestial imbued her with this new version of her powers that absorbs as opposed to emits. And it all comes to fruition here. Uh, And she uses it to not only save Atlantis, but also heal the sick celestial. Like it was, it was a whole grand design of these, you know, gods on Mm. earth that was set up in the very first arc of Mm. the Avengers book. And now she's back to,
2: Being a lawyer, talking to himself. Yeah, it's that's cool.
1: Now
3: I'm not uh, gonna lie. It was a plan, and everyone needs to chill the fuck out and just read their stories.
1: I I do like this version of She-Hulk. I'm not gonna lie, but I'm not I'm not bent out of shape because she's a different version for a little while. But we've been reading comics for most of our
3: lives and understand that this shit is always cyclical. Brian, you mentioned oh, Alfred's still dead. Yeah.
2: Like I said, basic still. implication that he will <laughs> <Right>.
3: not be <laughs> right. dead forever. <laughs> right. That's how it works. Like, is he still dead? They haven't exactly. brought that? it back yet. They won't. That's still happening. Right. It's always cyclical. So the fact that she had a status quo for more than five issues and people freaked yeah, yeah, yeah. the fuck out. Yes, Kid Thanos is a thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: This book oh, was was right? That's awesome. I
1: I was it makes me want to go back and like start from scratch. Um I I'm hoping they do an AM, omnibus like, of this.
3: I, I, I hope so too. But if anybody's interested, they are collecting them in oversized hardcovers. I think the second one comes out soon and the first one's not hard to find. Um, oh, but okay. I I had a conversation with somebody online in regards to, can I just read this issue? And I, I suggested, I think you can. You could jump in and read this as like an anthology of just like recapping a shit ton of plot threads. And if you like it, you can go forward and at the same time, catch up because the way that it's constructed is just so old school comics friendly where it's just like jumping in the story at the middle and like oh i could go back and figure out what happened there like it's Mm. it's very open it's like it's like open open world role playing it's fun
1: all right well let's move on to wonder woman historia The Amazons, number one, from DC Comics, written by Kelly Sue DeConnick, with art by Phil Jimenez. The wait is over, and the entire story of the Amazons can finally be told. Millennia ago, Queen Hera and the goddesses of the Olympian pantheon grew greatly dissatisfied with their male counterparts, and far from their sight... They put a plan into action. A new society was born, one never before seen on Earth, capable of wondrous and terrible things. But their existence could not stay secret for long. When a despairing woman named Hippolyta crossed the Amazon's path, a series of events was set in motion that would lead to an outright war in heaven and the creation of the Earth's greatest guardian. So the very first thing to note about this book, or that I noted... About this book was the artwork. Yeah. Um, first of all, the cover that I had was by um, Olivier Coipel. This is lovely. This cover by um, Phil Jimenez is 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 fine. But the cover by Olivier Coipel was just stunning. And as a cover that you don't you very rarely see on comic book shelves. So I was very excited about that. And then when I gave it a cursory glance, I went, holy cats, look at the art in this book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a friend of mine, Callie who is very much into Wonder Woman and I was like, oh, you should check this out and she looked at it and she was like oh, uh, this, is, this is too much for me I don't think I want to look at this and I was like, really? Wow, okay and then I opened it up and I started reading it and I also went, man yeah, that's a lot, that's a lot going on in every single page I think the problem lies in the coloring of this book there are so many. There, so basically, back when Dark Knight Strikes Again came out, Frank Miller was trying new, bigger pages. He was drawing with like I don't know, fucking Sharpie or something. And um, his wife, Lynn Varley, had just. It seemed like, and I apologize if this is offensive. Seemed like she had just discovered Photoshop, and she <laughs> just discovered all of the different. Um, things that you could do with Photoshop and uh, it was hideous just like, through every single trick in the book, every Photoshop trick in the book was in that book and um, I felt similarly about this, the artwork I think really detracts from the uh, the work that Phil Jimenez put in, um, there's a lot of digital effects and a lot of a lot of hoopla going on that being said, the story was interesting enough <laughs> For people who like that sort of thing. Um, I don't think I care about how the way the, okay. For me specifically, the way that the history of, or the creation of Themyscira is brought about is like a two page <laughs> prologue to a story. Uh, I don't care. I'm like, okay. Oh, is that how it happened? Great. Let's where's Wonder Woman. So, um, Uh, there was a lot of effort in this book. I think everyone worked really hard on it, but I found it to be more like homework than something I was actively interested in or engaged in. What did you think, Brian?
2: I really liked it.
1: Ah, Um, good.
2: Tell us more. And, and I really liked the art too. Um, I had the same experience that you did when, uh, when I opened the first page, I was like, Ooh, this is a lot, you know, it's like it, it reminds me in that sense a little bit of decorum but the art style is very different um, you know and, and it's a lot visually to process and it was also, I was reading it shortly before the show and um, and who is that one? I forget It's It's,
3: it's the- O.P.
2: Okay um, so yeah it's the art is a lot to process. There's a lot going on color-wise, but also there's a lot of very intricate things happening. And, um, but after the first, like I'm looking at the first page and I was like, this is going to be hard to get through. And as, as I kept going, I was just like more and more into the depictions of all of the different gods and goddesses is very cool. Like the way they choose to render those things. And, uh, um, how they choose to display the different like Aphrodite being the goddess of love and and uh, Athena the goddess of wisdom and and put that forth in or like Zeus's godliness in their in their uh, personification was very cool. It's also I think notable that when you see Hippolyta, the art is not like this. Yeah, that's cool with all the vases right. describing. The torture of of uh, human women, yeah, or various wrongs that have been done to them. Not not it's not depicting their torture for that reason. Um, uh, But when you see the scenes on Earth uh, with Hippolyta, the art is not like this. You know, it's much more grounded. And so I really enjoyed that kind of like this is the abstraction of the godly realm kind of thing
0: with
2: the art. That's how I yeah that's how i got it um and i also really liked how their interaction with zeus goes that very often in these kinds of tales zeus is just an arrogant jerk and i'm not saying he wasn't that in it right like but he also like at one point they say you know he's like well women get mistreated sometimes you know that's life and she's like well what did did women do anything to deserve that? And he says, as a whole, no. Individually, sometimes. You know, like any person. You know, like any group of people. Um, so he was not the outright opposition and kind of jerk leader that he is often portrayed as. But there was still there was still definitely friction between the male and female goddesses on gender lines. Um, I thought it was very nuanced. It was cool. So... Also, two words showed up One, Iotopia That I did not know in the very beginning This is the Iotopia of the history Of um, the Amazons And I looked it up Aristotle described it as like a systematic account Of something that happens And the other one is the name George So they just call somebody George And I was like, oh, that's odd George, as it turns out, is uh, Rooted in a Greek name I, I forget what it is It's like George but longer and greek sounding so yeah
3: i i, loved, I, yeah, I, I also loved this yeah mm. i um i loved the i uh, you know from jump i i don't care about the, the, <laughs> the history Pantheon the and, and yeah yeah, yeah like that was they you know they're magic they're over there they started tell your story so like i, I like i'm I, I'm not inherently interested in the full uh, family tree hierarchy. However, the way that it's presented here with all of these goddesses kind of seeing a pattern before others and wanting to do something above the board about it, yet um, they can't get anything done, kind of create this little little plan to, to hatch female protectors on the in the mortal realm and i think that that's super dope i like Mm -hmm. it was just done so incredibly well um do i need to remember every single name of the five Uh, amazon daughters of each goddess no uh it's cool that it's here though like this read very much like a wonderful issue of like the history of the marvel universe or something like that this was all this was all preliminary but it was just so well done i i I enjoyed the shit out of it
1: i think that's where i get stuck where i'm like all these names this this Mm. person sired this person and blah 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 i'm like ah i'm not gonna remember all this and then i get stressed out about it like am i am i gonna need to remember these names later because i'm not like, that. Eh, don't worry about
2: it. It'll be fine. Like, they even have a guide in the back with all the different people, if you would ever like to look it up. But, eh, you know, I'm sure it, they're just, they play the role of being the sort of first Amazons and which one is which is probably not that, like, the name of each one is probably not that important to the story. I saw you mentioned, J.D., in the in the comments that this particular spread suffers from uh, Diodato panel orgy. Yeah. Again, like... I, I interpreted this as like this is more levels of consciousness than you can handle kind of thing. Oh, like there's so much oh. of this going on because this is the realm of the gods. Um, I see. And portray a, a Yeah. Image.
3: Almost like um um, visual feedback. Yeah. Like you don't have too the many spectrum. dimensions for you to. Yeah, you don't out. you don't possess yeah. the proper spectrum to be able to actually handle this. Yeah. There's definitely a
1: lot other- experience. No, also, no, look no. at this. Look at this up. These upper right three panels. What is happening here?
2: I don't know. It was like uh, some- there were there. Ah,
3: there, was, yeah. there were pieces in times when like, I, I agree, like I have trouble with J. H. Williams stuff a lot where mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. tell me a story. Don't just like, you know, bombard me with imagery I didn't have a problem with this. I don't know why. I just I followed the text boxes It like I didn't like it was it was almost like a double pass each time Um, I would read the text boxes only. And then I would like circle back and do the imagery as opposed to kind of absorb them at the same time. And then by the end of the book, it was just it was it was very linear. So I was like, fine. Also, too, the 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 way that this book is being released, it's it's bi-monthly. And Phil Jimenez, I think, is only doing this first issue.
0: Yeah. Oh, really? The next
3: issue is going to be Gene Ha, and then the third issue is uh, Nicola um, Scott. And it's just different eras or different parts of the history of Amazon. Oh, that's so, like, this is this is this one's one and done. Hmm. The style or the story structure or what's happening in the next one I don't know. Hmm. I, I, I feel like we, we got this format, but the next issue is going to be completely different.
2: Which it's is funny cool. or interesting that you mentioned text boxes and all I think that helps that mm-hmm. um, the text is fairly sparse right if this was a denser read both covering up the art and trying to figure it out but also just having to go through a lot of text while this art is is happening that would be a very different experience and I think not as enjoyable. An
3: yeah I wonder I wonder what what DeConnick's, um script was like. Mm. Like how much of this is Jimenez, how much of this is her, like Mm. Alan Moore Mm -hmm. level dictation of the imagery, Uh, because for there to be like, this is a perfect example that I think a lesser writer would put their work on the page as opposed to eliminate their work to make sure that the page works, you know, like it's it's Mm -hmm. just it's really confident and and really well done. So,
1: man, Um,
2: go ahead. Oh, there I'm you just go. curious to see what you think of the Hippolyta parts. Like now that we have talked about it.
1: Oh no, you're right. Um, yeah. The the God the um, Olympus style stuff is very um, on purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we go to Earth. It's much more subdued. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Agreed. No, I didn't notice that. You're right. Um, I, I'm even less excited about issue two because I really don't like Gene Ha's artwork. <laughs> Bummer. I uh,
3: I don't. Uh, there's, I can't remember anything. I've he
1: did a book that we reviewed here called May. It's M A E. I don't remember that one. I
3: don't
1: remember yeah. it at all. Hmm. Yeah. How long
3: ago was that? Number two. I usually sure. don't forget about that shit. Um, yeah.
1: But yeah, it's not for me. I'm not. I'm not super into it. I hope, um, I I'm glad. Every, I'm glad everyone liked it. this. I, I respect what this was doing. I respect what this issue was attempting. Um, it just. Wasn't for me.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, let's see, boop, boop, what's next? Anything? Ah, King of spies. Number one image comics, Mark Miller and Matteo Scalera. The world's greatest secret agent has six months to live. Does he die quietly in a hospital bed or does he make up for a lifetime of bad decisions? I'm going to assume he's just going to, it's just going to be six issues of, of him in a hospital bed, getting his bedpan cleaned yeah, quietly and quietly. Yeah. 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 No dialogue. Less than
3: that. Four issues. There's going to be four issues.
1: Yeah. He's been propping up an unfair system for over 40 years. Now he knows where all the bodies are buried and has nothing to lose when he turns his gun on everyone who ever made a buck creating the mess we're in right now. So I wasn't entirely sure if this was supposed to be a tie-in to the Kingsmen. um, Because it's the King of Spies and they, they keep talking about the Kings in this. So, uh, I was wondering if it was going to be part of the Kingsman storyline that Mark Miller also created and wrote. Oh, I Uh, I don't think that's the case. Hmm?
3: Uh, Uh, yes. It was called
1: secret service in the comic books. Um, but the, the movie, the Kingsman, um, uh, yeah, it was based on secret service. Oh, how about that? (laughs) Yeah. So, um, this was fun. Uh, I I quite like this. Uh, I like a good spy tale. I also like a spy who gets a conscience uh, Mm. after he's diagnosed uh, that he's only got six months to live. Um, And he starts to like like it
2: when it's six months to live, six months to live. It's it's (laughs) a
1: real specific sweet
3: spot. But this book, it's like it was made for that sweet spot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What a great glorious read for you. I, I, (laughs) I was surprised how much I liked this. So yeah. I, I, ha- I feared that it would be Mark Miller Edge Lord garbage. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I the mean you always first, run that risk. The whole <laughs> first opening sequence is Mark Miller Edge Lord garbage, but then in the second and third act, you realize that he is self aware that it's Edge Lord garbage, and the main character wants to subvert mm-hmm. his. Post actions, right? So you've got fucking weird, crazy shit where he just like bashes in with a kid being delivered that shoots out and he uses his silences, his uh, fucking Walter PPK with a silencer to cut the umbilical cord and then jump off of a bridge, making like sexist jokes all the way down. It is the most edgy (laughs) bullshit. However, it's played for jokes because these movies, uh, you know, these tropes are fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And I, I just I really liked the juxtaposition of the first act with the last act and like, oh, this might be this might have more meat on its bones than just cycling through cliches. And I yeah. I, I really appreciated that. And I love Mateo Scalera art. It's mm. it's chaotic but also really clean at the same time. I don't know how he mm. does it.
1: Yeah. It feels very much like I mean, Raphael Albuquerque. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It feels very much like Raphael Albuquerque. Yeah.
3: His lines are a little thinner, but yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. like they come from the yeah. same kind of school.
2: Yeah, I really liked it too. I, um, I'm i glad I didn't hear anything about the solicitation before I started reading this book. Yeah, um, same. I wasn't looking forward to it. I haven't been a big <laughs> fan of Mark Miller for some time. You know, like he wrote some cool stuff, but I mean, Superman Red Sun <laughs> it was good. That was you, a long time I, ago.
3: I we bring the, I think I bring this up every single time he he gets mentioned you of all people need to read starlight Mark starlight. Miller's starlight okay it is it is essentially about um like flash gordon hmm. goes and saves a, another world comes home raises a family and everyone mm-hmm. kind of thinks he's crazy puts it behind mm-hmm. him and then like 35 years later after his wife passes of natural causes they show up again and he's like yeah fuck it let's go have an adventure yeah, and it's it just like wholesome fun. and yeah, wonderful yeah. It's, yeah. it's like the best thing that mark miller has written in the last decade that's cool and no one talks about it yeah. but of all people i think you would be yeah
2: it does sound that's cool. your that's I your house that kind of yeah yeah um yeah he's not he's not a writer who i'm like Oh, if he ever wrote something, I'm almost definitely not going to be into it. I just haven't. It's been a while since I was into one of his books, and and also there's some stuff that he writes that I'm like mm. cringy. It, like you, you said, yeah, like yeah. I'm like uh, I don't like uh, I don't like this uh, what you're doing here. I don't like this story that you're telling. Um, so I found I, I even kind of thought the opening sequence was like this bombastic fun kind of thing. Um, just in the sense of action um but he i mean he's obviously very trope heavy 60s spy kind of uh kind of thing like i don't i don't uh, disagree with your take on it um but it was it was very like almost superhuman action you know and then to not know that it was heading in this direction where he's a bunch older he's realized that he behaved poorly in the past and um is starting to get this idea of like, Hey, we really could have done something good for the world. And we didn't. Um, and now he's got three to six months to, uh, to turn that around. It's, it looks like a fun story.
3: Yeah. I'm looking forward to this and hopefully, I do hope that it's just a tight one and done series. Like Hmm. he's got, and it, it is only four issues, which I find surprising. Um, Oh, yeah, I, I yeah. unless unless he drags it out and you know I thought our six. character doesn't die at the end.
2: Yeah, I don't know. the further adventures. Yeah, um, <laughs> part and he's two. Got a real layers yeah. <laughs> too. Yeah, yeah. It's like the human target, but each miniseries is one. Day. Yeah, it's just day. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, he's very layered too. This guy, like, you learn a lot of different things about his past. Not that they're so different from each other. Like he's kind of mistreated one child and never met another one but um the way that the <laughs> layers are revealed uh i think just proceeds in a very in a very kind of draw you in um organic kind of way it's it's more elegant than i was expecting yeah it meets the queen
0: yeah
3: and she's <laughs> a she's a sassy little lady she is uh yeah this this book surprised me i was i'm very happy it's on my pull I, I like i like tight little uh mini series and i hope that he sticks to landing
2: yeah yeah i like also how he he kills all those jerks who were like being jerks to the to the waitstaff and he walks out just covered in blood and he's like take it easy guys <laughs> and they're like all right see ya
3: Oh Well, yeah, I, I presume everyone there knows who he is. Exactly. Like it's, right. it's a private yeah. club,
2: right? Yeah. Right, right. And he's been there and well-respected for decades. These people are mm-hmm. behaving like jerks, and I think they've been there for a couple of years at most. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're like, we got that cab for you. <laughs> it, was, it was a fun turn. Deuces, guys. Yeah, no, yeah. this is fun. It's yeah. good stuff.
1: All right. Oh, look at that last page. That's lovely.
2: Yeah, that is cool.
1: Wow. All right. Um, yeah. That's, that's awesome. it. Those are the comics for the week. Very good. Anything else we want to discuss before we yeah. get, get on Hall out of here? continues to be cool. Uh, oh, the doc- TV show Hawkeye! The third TV episode is the Hawkeye. best yet. Yeah. yeah. I got mine.
2: You got your Hawkeye, Hawkeye hat on. That's cool. Doctor Who wrapped up. Uh, I thought pretty ably this this has been her her best series yet which uh, is very good because i like her as a doctor and i like seeing her in a good story i, I haven't read i haven't watched any of this yeah yeah okay. i haven't
3: watched any of it yet all right right on yeah um where i think we're still we still didn't finish season 12 yeah i hear you yeah hmm. so yeah uh, but yeah it, right. it's uh,
1: yeah I'm very excited. We got our tickets. Oh, someone asked us earlier in the comments. I'm sorry. We didn't. uh, I forgot to mention it. Someone asked if we got our Spider-Man tickets. And you did. Yes, we did.
2: Excellent. Wait, JD, I have a question for you. Do you know of any local movie theaters that are playing Batman Returns on
1: December 19th? So, so, such a good question, Brian. Real specific mm. question, too. Yeah. Very specific, much <laughs> like, like the, that my specific favorite niche exactly. yeah. of elderly spies who realize they only have three to six months to live, and so yeah. then they decide to turn the tables. Very, very specific. Uh, yes, at the Colonial Theater. Yeah. T-H-E-A-T-R-E. Oh, the metric spelling. Yeah. lot. At the Colonial Theater, where um, they filmed the original Blob, Everyone runs out screaming out of the movie theater at the end of the blob. That's the movie theater, the Colonial in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. Also, I think uh, Harry Houdini December...
2: performed there once, or somebody oh. of that, some vaudeville personality, or something like that. So, whoever it was, they performed there.
1: <laughs> excellent, excellent addition. Uh, thank there you, you for adding you that. Got it.
2: Yeah. Um, you have December eighteenth
1: or something. Hmm.
2: No, I mean I'm from Phoenixville, so. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs>
1: December 18th, Saturday, December 18th, um, I'm sponsoring Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex is sponsoring Batman Returns on the big screen in 35mm, and uh, I'm also designing the poster for it, which will be for sale there. I'm hoping to have some stickers to sell there, some, you know, Batman Returns-related stickers. Makes sense. I might actually make some shirts as well. So, yeah, come see Batman Returns, Phoenixville, PA, the Colonial Theater, If you need tickets, I'm selling them for $9. Uh, I've got 25 of them. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 of them. Um, Although they are going quickly. So if you need them, let me know. Uh, Otherwise, you can get them at thecolonialtheater.com. And come hang out with us and see one of my favorite favorite Christmas movies, Batman Mm -hmm. Returns.
2: Yeah, and you could meet at least two out of the three of the... uh, Called poppers in person that's true it's one of my it's
3: one of my favorite movies that inconsequentially features christmas
2: (laughs) what are your other top 15 movies that Uh, that inconsequentially
3: (laughs) feature christmas uh die hard very yeah excellent Inconsequentially features Christmas. Has nothing yeah. to do with the plot, so I wouldn't call it a Christmas movie. Sure. Um uh uh
2: Gremlins. Um Right, yeah. The uh, second one, right? Iron does Man. First, one, three? first yeah. one. Okay.
3: Iron Man three. Uh they both take place yeah. at Christmas, right?
2: They both do. Yeah. What do they yeah. both of them? Iron Man Three, now. that's
3: a good one. No. Yeah. Gremlins two does not take place during Christmas at all.
2: Does it not? They're just
3: in a toy area. It's in Clamp Towers. Like, it's just fucking... It has nothing to do with... Clamp Towers. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway.
1: I guess I'm thinking of Home Alone 2. There
3: you go. Yeah, Home Alone 2 is Christmas. How does this happen? Two years in a row. Oh, you're neglectful Mm -hmm. parents. That's how. (laughs) (laughs) Mystery. What about Edward Scissorhands? Um...
1: That, drink, that is a holiday a movie. Wait, time. hang on.
3: That is a Christmas movie. It is a parable or allegory, or All right. no? It's a it's a parable about the origin of snow in Florida for the holiday. Hmm. Like okay. it's it's literally like a tall tale about oh, interesting holiday mythology. Hmm. I just watched like today.
1: Hawkeye. Yeah. No.
3: So far, hol- like it's it's so. Movies that have the holiday as just an aesthetic, yeah, they're not holiday movies. <laughs> they're movies that feature a holiday. That's, no, that's like what I'm saying. Like narrative Does it fit rules, onto right? your list?
2: Your list of, Hawkeye?
3: Well, I mean, it's not it's over inconce- yet, but yeah. I understand. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, by the numbers, yeah, it inconsequentially yeah, yeah. features a holiday because his yeah. drive is to... Like, the deadline is to be home for yeah, the bad holiday. Bad like, planes, trains, and automobiles. But actually, that makes it a better case for the holiday anyway, because... His entire narrative drive is to be home before Christmas. So, yeah, true, I would I would true. say that that's more of a holiday movie than Die Hard is because you could replace any event that gets him to go into that state to see his wife for the first time since she took an out of state job, an award ceremony, a birthday, an acquisition. I like that's true. St. Patrick's doesn't have to be the holiday at all. The scene, <laughs> all. the scene
1: where there's the guy in the elevator and he writes on his chest. He could be like, "Now I've got a machine gun." Gobble gobble gobble. I the ho, Like the ho, 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 it's, it's,
3: it's, it's a, you're right. The entire movie falls apart because of one virtual uh, visual gag. Uh,
1: it, like, no, I was, it's I was literally agreeing with you and gobble, gobble on top of it. Yeah. Boo. Yeah. You would just write a different holiday. Yeah. Boo, yeah. You know, yeah. I was Happy agreeing with you day.
3: I didn't, I, I didn't know. I, I, <laughs> this is, apparently this is such a fucking hot take that people have been attacking me for the last like week. Uh, when I shared what? my opinion that, mm. yeah, I have a whole, a very, a very long and intense, like a social media thread about it where I was just like, Hey, hot take. I think that these are, these are genre movies that just feature or aesthetically have a holiday included. They are not holiday movies because the yeah. narrative has nothing to do with the mythology and or ho- uh, like seasonal holiday. It's just, it happens that time of year. That's like saying any, any movie with air conditioning is a summer movie. Like, no, it's it's a movie that has the aesthetic of heat in it like it's they're different things. Um so like I was going back and forth and some people were just like Die Hard wouldn't fucking exist if it wasn't for Christmas. I'm like how do you figure? He was there for Christmas. I'm like replace it with any event he'd have to travel out of state for. Yeah. And the movie he still He was there functions. for a for a meeting. It still functions. Like what about yeah, all the people exactly. in the building? I'm like they're in the building, like yeah. Like you could literally come up with any other reason. Now, if if he was saving uh, a a Santa taken hostage, it's a holiday movie now because it literally has to do like saving the holiday has to do with the rest of the movie. It's it's yeah yeah that yeah Mars Comics. Any movie with a rabbit is an Easter movie. Yeah, I mean it's the same <laughs> logic. It doesn't make any sense at all. I wouldn't make a case. so Batman Returns was a movie that kind of blurred the lines for me so like it's technically just a genre movie that features the aesthetic of the holiday however there's a bunch of plot threads that explicitly reference and have to do with seasonal mythology or holiday mythology including consumerism (laughs) including um uh like uh, there was there was a couple of them like we were hitting them off one by one so like Batman Returns is like the closest to being an actual Christmas movie Hmm. then like way closer than Die Hard and and Gremlins and actually Gremlins was pretty close too, but still like it's like oh also this hot take does include I I think that you should watch these movies during the season. That's what the aesthetic is for.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. But that doesn't make it a holiday movie. It just makes you just just like not everything that you
2: do during the December holiday season is intrinsically related to the fact that it's Christmas around that time. But it is happening in the background.
3: It's it's and it's yeah. an, it's an aesthetic like somebody had shared to you, uh, Apparently, there's like a whole iceberg of this, like, well, it's a tiered list. Like there's a level one holiday movie, level two holiday movie, level three, level yeah. four, level five. And like by level five, it's just the movies that you want to watch during the holiday. So yeah. the Lord of the Rings trilogy is a level five holiday movie. I'm like, Shut it's not just out. me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I literally put on Lord of the Rings the other day and I thought I was the only it one who was is, like, for some reason, in December, really- I kind of want to watch Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. Star Wars, I get, because it was like, I can for a couple that. years there, it was, it was they were, out they were coming out in December. Also, it's yeah, like, the, those are
2: like mythological tales. And Christmas is a Mm. time of also uh, honestly, too. I
3: think it's a lot more logistical than that. Like they are long involved movies. They played on TV a lot. It was when you were out of school or off work that you would just kind of accidentally come across a fucking marathon of Lord of the Rings or uh, like Star Wars. I major. it's like so it's it's really also Mm. kind of cultural. It's like people associate Wizard of Oz with Christmas Day because for decades it. Played on ABC on Christmas, one of the major holidays. Yeah, like I didn't know AB, ABC or NBC just always played Wizard of Oz on oh, yeah. like this night. <laughs> yeah, same with uh, uh, Ten Commandments was Easter, and uh, like
0: mm. it's amazing. <laughs>
3: uh, yeah, that's my hot take. Sorry,
1: I, uh, we gotta go. I have two yeah. questions. Oh, do we? Yeah. Oh. No, I mean, go ahead. What's up? I had two questions about Edward Scissorhands. I just revisited that today, and it never occurred to me. There's two two very th- two uh, funny things that occurred to me. I can remember one of them. <laughs> one of them oh. is uh, at the end. You've got uh, what's his name from The Breakfast Club, the bully,
3: Anthony Michael Hall.
1: Anthony Evil Michael dies Hall. Evil dies tonight. <laughs> um, you've got Evil Dies Tonight, and he um, they they chase up they chase um, Edward Scissorhands up to his house. And um, Edward hands, you know, he starts beating on um, Lydia Dietz. And so uh, Edward says fucking just and puts him out the window and the guy falls and he dies. And it's, you know, very, uh, made very clear that the guy's father is a piece of shit and uh, they're rich and powerful and all this other stuff. Uh, and so in order to keep the townspeople from bothering Edward... She brings out another one of, you know, uh, another one of the Edward Scissorhand things, right? To be like, oh, he, the the roof fell in on him and he died. See, here's here's another one of his hands that I just <laughs> took off a shelf. That's proof. <laughs> Nobody goes in, like the police who are part of the story. We see he goes, he gets arrested earlier in the film. They don't come to collect the kid's body and like put up a crime scene and actually look for the corpse of Eddie Scissorhands drives me nuts. You're just like, ah, yes, the the bully is dead. Edward gets to live in peace up at the hill and no one, no one asks any questions. It's a a parable. It's a parable. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Like I, all of, all of the, you know, creation myths would have ended if you actually scrutinized like, well, how come nobody investigated that for the 200 years later? And that's (laughs) happening. Yeah. Like how come somebody didn't just take it back? Yeah. Like they all fall apart.
1: It's just, there's, there's movies out there that drive me nuts when it comes to that sort of thing. Like I can't, I, I, I couldn't tell you a single one of them right now, but growing up, it would be like the guy was framed for murder. And then he got the guy who framed him for murder but at no point is there any evidence for him to present to the police that he is <laughs> not still the murderer. Um, it just looks like he murdered another guy, uh, but he's, he <laughs> like goes free. And I'm person. like, right. it's just you murdered the murderer, and now still no one knows that you're not the murderer, but you're free to go, sir. I'm like, when the police get here, they're still going to arrest you, dude. And so it's like, uh, it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> Marge says, it's a Christmas miracle. That's why uh, Edward Scissorhands gets to go free. Super anyway. holiday movie. Yeah. Oh, it's a great movie. God, old, old Tim Burton, original Tim Burton was mm. awesome. Yeah. Batman, Batman Returns. Yeah. Um, Edward Scissorhands, Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, what's the other big one? Beetlejuice. 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 Also very good. Yeah. God. Yeah. That, now he uh, just, was, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Nightmare. He doesn't have any Sweeney style Todd. anymore. What's
2: that? He, he, I never saw Sweeney Todd, but I love the play, and I've always yeah. wanted to see the movie.
1: Yeah, I would say check it out. Yeah. All let right, right, Noel's got to get out of here, and i got to read my orders. All Everybody, right. thank you for hanging out with us. We will see you um, next, will we see you next Monday? Am I still in the Poconos? I don't know. We'll probably still see you next Monday at 9 o'clock. Same <laughs> bad time, same bad channel. Love you. We'll see you know. later. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal
3: Horror Cast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky!
1: And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA. Yeah.